Hello and welcome to this week's episode of These Are The Things, the Big Boy Pants episodes. This week's episode is sponsored by Four Seasons Total Landscaping. That can be found in Philadelphia between a sex sex shop and a crematorium. Yeah, and if I'm tripping over my words there, it's because I'm finding all of that very hard to believe. (laughs) I don't know what we lived through last week, but it was... uh, entertaining and exhausting in equal measure. Uh, Seeing Rudy Giuliani stand outside a landscape gardening centre where he clearly thought he was going to Four Seasons Hotel. Don't worry Rudy, it can happen to us all. Sorry, Four Seasons Landscaping Gardening actually sounds like a luxury style of bikini wax or something. What the hell is going on with the names in these countries? Um, Look, you know what, I'll be totally honest with you. Apart from being glued to CNN and Sky News and listening to non-stop election podcasts, I've very little to tell you. Uh, hang around for the end for a chat about a trailer that I just saw. But um, other than that, if you're not into American politics, I'd say go away. And I won't get deep into it. It's just because uh, I'm exhausted. And I wanted to have a moment when we had certainty, when I could actually record this podcast. But at the mo- this moment in time... Trump's still in the White House, he still hasn't conceded, um, and he's still throwing tantrums, and it's exhausting, but very entertaining. So this week, yeah, I strode into Rudy, standing outside um, the Landscape Gardening Centre, the car park of the centre, yeah, that's where they booked, and um, losing his mind... And I read an interesting article as well in Vanity Fair magazine written by Caroline Rouse Giuliani, uh, Giuliani's daughter, who had very publicly stated that she was voting for Joe Biden. And it was interesting because of, we know, of Giuliani's association with Trump, but also his association with the Republican Party. But the vibe I'm getting from speaking to friends in the States and certainly on social media is just how difficult it is to have conversations about politics. And I think it, it seems to be very much of my grandparents' style of dealing with politics, which is leaving it at the door and just not talking about it because it just seems to be such an acrimonious topic. And I, I feel for people currently living in the States I do feel that Joe Biden is a healing force. That's just my opinion. Um, he, he seems to, at the very least, see kindness as a strength rather than a weakness. And I think that will see us through. And I also, I'm not American, but we do. The President of the United States is always the, scene as the, free, the leader of the free world, for better or worse. And we haven't seen that in, in the past four years. But... I think we've all been living on a knife edge and because we feel that at any moment the President of the United States could get up and tweet something that could start a civil war or a world war or something just because he's feeling a little bit insecure or somebody wrote an article that he didn't like. So as much as he thought he was offending Joe Biden and calling him Sleepy Joe, I'm a little bit relieved. I'm relieved to know that if, because I believe he will be President, that when he is president, we will know we have a president who goes to bed at night and sleeps. 
and gets up in the morning about 6.30 and does his job and probably looks at Twitter maybe once a day. If he does, I don't think he does. He probably got somebody else to look at it. And isn't that nice? Okay, so what have I been listening to? What have I been watching? Well, apart from The Magic Wall and CNN and looking at Adam Bolton. Yeah, Adam Bolton. I was going to record this yesterday and give Adam Bolton a compliment saying that he managed to stand upright for 24-7 and didn't once lose his temper. Well, about... 4.30 yesterday afternoon, he had an absolute meltdown with a Republican. Um, she seemed to think it was because she was a woman. I would like to inform her that Adam is incredibly rude to everyone. He's very fair in that direction. Podcasts that I have been listening to, AmeriCast, and this is with BBC's Emily Maitlis, and it's actually a BBC production, and they will be continuing on. Um, because it's the BBC and because it's Emily, Emily Maitlis, they, ha they have um, a great amount of contacts and uh, incredibly well-informed people coming on on a weekly basis. It's much more lighthearted than we usually see Emily. I think most of us know Emily from Newsnight and that infamous interview with Prince Andrew. She's also interviewed Donald Trump and Bill Clinton, to name but a few. Um, but she, she seems to be in her element at the moment in Washington and speaking to many correspondents from various uh, American news networks, but also people who worked in the Trump administration and uh, the various Democratic administrations throughout the years. Also, Pod Save America is a podcast which is by three of three guys who had worked previously in Obama's administration and because of that you're getting a very political point of view. Um, I welcome it, um, it's refreshing and they're very passionate about Joe Biden and um, what the Democrats can do but just so you know you're getting very one-sided handling of what is happening in, in the States right now when you are listening to that. I would say AmeriCast even though it's a British production you are there's more variety of opinions um, from both sides of the argument. Also, Katie Carrick, who is a very well-known um, current affairs correspondent in the States, but has since left um, mainstream or a lamestream media, as uh, Trump would have you call it. But she has now set up her own podcast. But what, what I watched during the week was, I didn't hear her podcast, but I listened to, watched something on her YouTube channel. And that was with, Laura Trump, who is Donald Trump's um, niece, who has written a book about him. And I think we've all heard enough about that book and about her childhood and her last meeting with Trump in the White House. I think it was hard to escape that for the first few, uh, a couple of months ago. But here she took, she's a, a psychologist as well. So she's dealing with it, not just as a niece, but as a, a professional psychologist and she knows Donald and she's seen the, I was going to say the best and worst of him. I, yeah, he's a two-dimensional character. It's not many sides of him that you can see. However, she knows him very well and she knows him in a way that we would not. She is not in the least surprised, as many people aren't, that the way he is behaving right now and that he will not go, she reassuringly tells us, without bringing people, as many people as he can down with him. So that's reassuring, but um, at least we're prepared. It's hard to be prepared these days, 
it's been moving from one thing to the next and even though we do think that um, we are on safe ground I certainly felt wonderful on Monday there was a vaccine in Trump was going and all of that just seemed to prod the bear and he's awake now so um, I've unfollowed him on Twitter um, I think most people should uh, stop giving him a voice but um, until he's gone we won't actually feel that safe so um the other absolute hero from this week was Stacey Abrams. Uh, I think most of you know that Stacey Abrams is, if anybody can hold up the banner of that slogan, don't get mad, get even, it's Stacey Abrams. She ran for um, the governor of Georgia and she discovered that uh, voter suppression um, held her off from th that position. So if you want to hear more about that, I think we've all read a little bit about that, but if you want to see that, um, as it happened, there's a wonderful Amazon Prime documentary called All In. Yeah, All In, The Fight for Democracy. And um, it's incredibly insightful. It goes right back into the history of voting in America and just how that happened and just how voter suppression in this day and age can happen and how Stacey made it her mission because she was when she wasn't voted in as as governor of Georgia she should have rightfully have done um she was then with, with left with loads of time in her hand and how she turned that around and has actually got a hundred eight hundred thousand people signed up on the registry to vote um it's incredibly insightful and also with all the amount of accusations of fraud and I'm getting more and more confused by it by the day because it's I don't know it's it's all noise we keep being told that I'm mean, reassured of that that it is all just noise and that he will leave eventually and there will be calm and there will be a nice boring Uncle Joe in the White House and you know what people criticize him for not being the best communicator they criticize him for not having charisma I would debate that in a different way when you actually see him speak live and particularly without an autocue however I quite welcome somebody who doesn't have charisma I quite welcome nice old-fashioned boring politics where we where it's all up down to policy and argument and debate and actually getting ideas out there and then going home and doing your job and going going to bed and sleeping the night because we can all breathe a sigh of relief when that happens sorry for anting it's been a very long week okay so back to Stacey Abrams yes yeah, so that is on Amazon Prime also if you want to know the woman behind the votes and behind the campaign and that is interestingly interesting enough for any char character but Stacey's also got another life where she writes romantic novels under the name of Selena Montgomery I mean I don't know how some people can manage to do so much and fit so much into their day but she certainly does also if you want to see a different side to Stacey she's done it a huge amount of podcasts particularly in recent months because she was Joe Biden was actually considering having Stacey Abrams as his vice president I think she's possibly a little young and she's possibly not as quite as experienced as Kamala Harris but I think there will definitely be a place for Stacey Abrams on the Biden administration she admits that she's not just a politician so she will not be just accepting any role. It will have to be something that she's passionate about. So that's encouraging as well. We know that if she takes that on, she will 
it is something that she will take incredibly seriously. But she's also, as well as being a writer, she's an entrepreneur. She has um, loads of, she's an activist. And once you get into politics, it's very hard to be an activist. So I think she will need to be very reassured by the Biden administration that she's getting something that she wants and that she can believes that she can make change in. However, back to the podcast. As I said, there was a few. I heard her on Smartless. I also heard on there's a number of podcasts, but the one that I got to know the real Stacy in was actually with David Tennant. And she is a huge um science fiction fan. Actually, while Joe Biden is quote quoting Yates and Seamus Heaney, I welcome that. Certainly better than Trump quoting himself all the time. Stacy quotes uh what do you call it, Guardians of the Galaxy. She's a huge science fiction fan, and that's why she went on David Tennant's podcast. She's an enormous Doctor Who fan, and it was lovely seeing that side to her. But something else that struck me, and they didn't delve too deep into it, but I thought it was poignant. Stacy's parents are both um pastors, and um David Tennant's father was actually also, um, he was a vicar for the Church of Scotland. And it was lovely touching on that and David asking Stacey what she felt the responsibility and the scrutiny that you feel that when you're working in a village, when you're growing up in a village or a town where your parents are the priests or the vicars or whatever of that town, just how you were scrutinised. And I actually think that that has actually paid huge, been a huge benefit to Stacey in the way that she has dealt with her life and the way that she accepts the way she's scrutinised, the way that she's been able to speak about how her brother is currently in jail or the way that she's able to be able to talk about debt. Because although we all live by the American dream, we love hearing the story of Bill Clinton growing up without a toilet in his house and how he was the first person of his generation generation or any generation in his family to go on to third level that's the American dream what we don't hear about is people getting themselves into debt and the worry and the stress and getting themselves out of it she has been incredibly open about that she's been open about her brother's drug use and since he went to jail they have since discovered that he has bipolar and the lack of help there is out there for him I'm not going to rant and rave because I'm, I've been ranting and raving throughout this podcast and I'm aware of that. So I would encourage you, if you want to know the real Stacey, listen to the David Tennant podcast. So, OK, it wasn't all politics. Finally, I did get to watch the wild. What is it? The wild thyme. Hold on. Hold on. It's with Jamie Dornan. Wild thyme. Wild Mountain Thyme, the trailer that just landed yesterday um, and has gone viral, not all over the world, but particularly in Ireland. We've gone absolutely spare. It does for Ireland what Borat did for Kazakhstan. It stars Emily Blunt, Jamie Dornan, Christopher Walken, and it is by John Patrick Shanley. John Patrick Shanley, an amazing playwright. He wrote Doubt. He directed the film Doubt with Meryl Streep. And um, doesn't seem to do a huge amount of interest. Uh, research into Ireland and the real Ireland and what that entails and what that means. So we have Emily Blunt playing a modern Irish woman who is dressed like something out of The Quiet Man. We have Jamie Dornan who seems to have come from Darby O'Gill and the Little People. And we have John Howe 
who seems to come from 2019 America. Um, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt at the moment. As I say, it seems like Borat in Kazakhstan, Emily Blunt in Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Uh, dreadful accents. This is not too surprising though because I have read reviews of the play that it was based on um, which was outside Mullingar and it was described by Fintan O'Toole who is a very kind and balanced reviewer who described it as being mystifyingly awful. This outside Mullingar seemed to come off the success of the Martin McDonough plays. Now the Martin McDonough plays in the wrong hands can be absolutely dreadful but this seemed to work for Martin McDonough when it was particularly directed by Gary Hines, but I've seen Martin McDonough pl direct plays directed by English directors and it comes across as Mrs. Brown Boys meets Darby O'Gill and the Little People. If you're he hearing banging, I am actually in my own house and about to be called at any minute, so forgive the sounds. Um, will I give it the benefit of the doubt? I don't think so. I mean, it's it's not my kind of movie in the first place, I'll be honest. But uh, look, it's got all the publicity it's wanted once. Certainly within hours of its release, it's gone viral in Ireland and across the world. So um, I think there'll be a lot of people eager to see. It's kind of the hate watching that went on with Emily in Paris. But I'd like to, yeah, if you're French and listening to this and you thought you were hard done by by Emily in Paris because they made you look like you only showered every four days and turned up late for work. Watch this. Watch this. They have Emily Blunt talking about freezing her eggs, yet they don't seem to have running water and they're all toothless. So, uh, hey France, you've got off lightly. Hollywood did you proud. Anyway, enjoy your week. I will. A normal programming will resume here. I will get back to... Um, watching other things other than American politics but that was my week and I just thought I'd give you a run-up on what's been happening. Thanks a million. Oh if you have any ideas, anything you want me to watch, your own podcast, whatever, it is these are three, that's the number three, at gmail.com. Thank you. Bye.